please pray with me. God of grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. God asks Ezekiel a compelling question. Mortal, can these bones live? Ezekiel weasels out of the answer. Ezekiel says only, O Lord God, you know. But the question continues to ring in our ears. Mortal, can these bones live? The question rings in our ears because it's a question we ask all the time. We see dry bones all around us. We don't have to look very far. Sometimes it's personal. It's the days when our tasks are empty of joy or satisfaction. We just go through the motions. Or it's the grief that paints everything in life with a certain bleakness. It's the load of homework that robs us of the fun of learning. It's relationships that once were close but have grown cool through distance or neglect or misunderstanding. Depression can be like living in the valley of dry bones. We know dry bones. Sometimes it's bigger than anything personal. We look at the hope for American democracy and how far the reality falls short. We hear news of a Supreme Court decision and wonder whether democracy can be bought and sold. We wonder whether these dry bones can yet live. We listen to the sharply polarized voices all around us, and the hope of civil discourse looks like dry bones. In spite of having so many teachers in this church, I haven't heard a whole lot about what it's like to be a teacher in Davis, but I know from my friends across the country that critiques of public education and the emphasis on testing and other pressures on our public education system threaten to reduce the system to little more than dry bones. For at least 20 years, people have been predicting the death of mainline Protestantism, and we can wonder whether the church is more than dry bones. Can these bones live? Ezekiel's vision is of a valley filled with dry bones, the bones of dead people, And our text gives these words of interpretation. God speaking to Ezekiel. Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. The Israelites feel that their hope is lost. Their bones are dried up. But God's response is absolutely clear. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, says God. Hope is not lost. But sometimes we feel like dry bones. We see dry bones around us. Here are the words of God that the prophet Ezekiel is called to prophesy. O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones. I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live, 
and you shall know that I am the Lord. Pausing to take a look at our own dry bones is not easy. It's uncomfortable, sometimes painful. But this is the season of preparation for Easter, a time set aside for self-examination. So take a look at your bones. What are the dried-up places where you need new life, need the breath of God's Spirit? Invite God in to those places. Because I prophesy to you, God will lay sinews on your dry bones and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. If there is a gift to be found in the pain of our dry bones, it is this. We recover the memory that God can breathe life into us. You shall live, says Ezekiel. You shall know that God is God. And then we get to Jesus and a story where we do not find dry bones. Not at all. This corpse is still rotting. Martha points out that her brother's body stinks. This is the story of Jesus getting the news that a friend has died his friend Lazarus. Lazarus' sisters are grieving, crying and wailing, and their community grieves along with them. Jesus may have been sad that his friend had died, but what the scripture actually says is that it was when Jesus saw his friends weeping, Mary and the others, that was what moved him. That was what made him feel disturbed. And because as Christians, we believe that Jesus' life represents the embodiment of God living a human life among us, surely we must believe that God is moved by what happens with us. God looked out through the eyes of Jesus and saw people crying and mourning, and God was moved. This is how it continues to work. God sees our dry bones our personal dry bones and the dry bones of our world. God witnesses your grief or your pain, and God's own heart is moved. We know this because the story of Lazarus tells us that this is true. God in Christ sees our pain and is moved by it. I imagine it works the other way too, that when you feel joy and contentment and love, it warms God's own heart. Mary challenged Jesus. She essentially says, you should have been here. But even her challenge affirms her faith. Mary said, why weren't you here? You could have kept my brother from dying. She questions Jesus, wishing he had done something differently. But she also asserts that he is the one who can make a difference. Mary's voice echoes through the centuries and echoes our own questions. My bones are dry. Where are you? You can enliven these bones. We wonder the same question God poses to Ezekiel. Mortal, can these bones live? And God's answer speaks to Mary in her grief, too. And while God promises to enliven these bones, and his promise gives us hope, and while God is the one to breathe the breath of life into us, the one who can enliven us. Christ gives us a part to play, too. You see, Jesus didn't do it all. 
Jesus called to Lazarus. Jesus called him to come out of the tomb. But in order for Lazarus to leave behind the trappings of death, the community had to get involved. Jesus turned to the crowd and he directed them, Unbind him. Let him go. You want to be free from death? You want him to be free from death? You do it. You unbind him. You go toward that unpleasant smell and reach out your own hands. You grab a hold and tear off those burial cloths. And that has not changed in 2,000 years. Christ still says, you do it for each other. God does promise to breathe life into our dry bones. Christ does call us to leave the grave behind. And I don't know whether we can unbind ourselves from the trappings of death or not, but I do know that Christ calls us to help unbind each other. When it comes to reaching out to those who are bound by forces that rob life of its vitality, Christ turns to us to unbind them. We have a part to play, along with God, in moving these dry bones toward new life. God brings new life, even when all we see is a smelly corpse, even when all we see is dry bones. God asks Ezekiel that compelling question, Mortal, can these bones live? The answer is yes. God speaks, O oh, my people, I am going to open up your graves and bring you back up from your graves. O oh, my people, I will put my breath in you, my spirit within you, and you shall live. There is yet new life for these dry bones, yours and mine and the dry bones of our world. This is God's promise. And Christ calls to us, you remove those bindings. So let's do it. Let's say a resounding yes to the full and free life God offers and say yes to the call to nurture that life with and for others. Amen.